When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here he is. Welcome back, Sweeney, to the pod. Woo, let's go, baby. The legend. <laughs> I, this hurts me to say so bad right now, but I'm in Arizona, so fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's Super Bowl week. You're out there for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the WM, yeah. as it's called now. And uh, it's going to be an outstanding week. We've got a lot of great content to get to. Um, but we were just talking before we hopped on recording here. The last time you and I, we were together, it was across the pond. My fiance and I were over there for the 150th Open, and you happened to be coaching uh, half a dozen guys in that tournament, right? Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a busy week. We were supposed to go for a beer at the Jigger Inn uh, one evening, but um, for your sake, luckily, uh, I got a little bit waylaid because it turned out that uh, – I ended up getting COVID and maybe one of the most famous golf COVID cases of the year, I guess. <laughs> what? What happened? What? What? Uh, there was Details. another Irish guy who declared he gave Tiger COVID and I was around him and I got COVID and gave my wife, my sister, her whole family in Ireland COVID just after I saw you. So probably better we did not get that beer. <laughs> and they they were keeping, you know, tabs on the covid stuff a little bit more uh than we were back in the states, but the Europeans they were definitely feeling it. So what were you in quarantine for a little while? Yeah. Um my wife had just flown over from Philly and I was back in Ireland after the day after I saw you and I started not feeling very well. I was already at my sister's house and then Got them all sick, tested, tested positive, but we were supposed to fly two days later on our first ever vacation after three years of marriage and to Spain. So that got that got canceled. So I was uh, I was really popular around the open time. Hey, if it makes you feel any better. Rob has a really good funny story about his honeymoon and what they were going to do after his wedding. And uh, Rob, why don't you tell that story? Makes Sweeney feel just a tad bit better. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we were supposed to go to Thailand. Uh, so we got married September 2019. And then uh, we were supposed to go to Thailand in February of 2020. But my dad was my dad was sending me stuff. And he just goes, he goes, uh, there's this thing called like COVID going on. You should probably look at this. And like, this was like, you know, sep- like December 2019. And like, I was reading up on all of it. And literally three weeks of vacation non-refundable stuff just like the the airlines refunded our stuff and we pivoted and went to uh tulum mexico which is awesome but we were supposed to go awesome. to thailand. all right we we're supposed to go to thailand for three weeks but we went to tulum all right and well, what about the know. passport though what about the passport oh that's that's a whole other thing uh apparently passport expirations aren't a real thing um so uh back up a little bit we got married in september at the end of september i was supposed to go to france and we were at Newark Airport. We were leaving for Paris and we were checking into our flight and my expiration date said December on it. And uh, it was three months until then. 
And I go to check in and the person goes, yeah, you're fine. And points to Shelby and then points to me and goes, you're not flying today. And I go, what the hell do you mean? Like we already booked our flight. We already booked the hotels, Airbnbs. And she just goes, yeah, so like you're fine to fly, but Paris, like France isn't going to let you in because the expiration date is within three months. So we lost out on all that stuff. Sweeney, what, you got what, it a lot better than Rob has. All right. Rob's still in the doghouse. <laughs> hey, hey, look, hey, look, you know, we're very active on social media. So my wife was documenting the whole thing. And then she documented us getting denied at Newark Airport and just said our bags are packed. Anyone got any recommendations? And one of our uh, one of our good friends uh, was like, hey, uh, our family has a house on Cape Cod. Here's the here's the keypad. Just go use it. <laughs> I love it. All right, nice. So Tulum and Cape Cod. So it didn't. It wasn't all bad, right? Worst, worst things happen in life. <laughs> well, I got. I see some uh, waste management merchandise in the background. There is that right? Yeah, so Sweeney. Man. I'm getting married in a couple months, and for my bachelor trip this past Labor Day weekend, me, Rob, and the boys. There was ten of us. We went out to Scottsdale, Phoenix area, where you are now, and got a chance to play the course where you're going to be this week. Give us give us the scoop on what you're seeing out there. How, how are the greens running? First, well, first of all, I'm a little jealous. I've, I, I guess people probably don't understand. I don't ever really get to play the places that we go to on tour because yeah. the week I'm there, it's closed, so... I really, I really never play the courses we play, and this is definitely one of them that I that I want to play. So I hope you guys had a good time. Phenomenal time! I parred the 16th hole, which was just the goal of the whole weekend, and then nice. we got a chance to link up with the Arizona State University head golf coach, and he gave us a tour of their complex, which is unreal. It's just yeah. out of this world. And then uh, we played the course there too, as well. So uh, it was a great golfing weekend mixed in. Arizona State football and a little Diamondbacks baseball. It was a wonderful, wonderful trip, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's, a blast. It's, a, it's a nice tie-in. I mean, this week, they call it, what, the greenest show on earth, I guess? Yeah. Um, I got a chance to be out there all day today. I was on the green at 9 with Colin and finished off coming in at basically dark with Aaron Wise. Um, we played the back nine. Or I say we, he played back nine and walked along. Um, and it was the golf course. I've never seen another regular tour stop in this good condition on a Monday. <clears throat> wow, that's ever. saying something. No, it's incredible. It's the greens were, they had a pro-am today, yeah. which I guess was a, was a big deal. The greens were legitimate like tournament standard on a Monday, which is almost never happens. Uh, that is good for your guys to get some practice on what it'll probably be like come the weekend. Now, yeah. now you said you guys went out there and practice. So are you going to, are you going to like nudge one of your guys and just say, Hey, you know, give me an iron. I'm hitting on 16 today. So I, I did hit, I did play 16 a couple of years ago and I made two. When you say so you made I, two, you mean two. like you landed it on and didn't get booed? I did not get booed. It was, uh, I believe, I have a video of it somewhere. It's Wyndham Clark. I hit an eight iron. I was, I was with Wyndham. I, I hit an eight iron and uh, made the putt. And then the so same birdie, year, birdie. yeah, the same year I was with, 
I think Joaquin Neiman, might have been Joaquin Neiman. Uh, we had a bet on 17 at Sawgrass on Wednesday, and I hit the green and made it two. Hey! Wow, that, that's epic. So, uh, but I didn't. I didn't today. I didn't swing any today. I uh, I lost some money to Joaquin at the U.S. Open in Brookline on 16. I, I tried to hit the green uh, on the par three. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even come close. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now that's the footage I want. I want the footage of that one, all right? It was not pretty. It was like a low, thin kind of like toey right ball in the rough. Were you were you at Pebble last week? I was not, but you know what's funny? We were walking up 18 today and Justin Lower, who's a rookie. I just was talking he was playing with Aaron and then I said, Hey, you know, did you play Pebble last week? He goes, Yeah. Said, uh, was the weather really that bad? He goes, well, I hit six iron on seven. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's wild. That is, yeah, the wind was whipping up there. The videos of Jordan and a few others just trying to tee off from up top there. It's, uh, it was pretty wild to see. And it wasn't even probably the worst day ever. You know, imagine being out there in like a storm. It, It really wasn't. It really wasn't. I mean, it's, I'll tell you what though. Today, sorry to skip back from from Pebble, but I mean, good. it was windy today on 15, um, which is usually, you know, the guys are, you know, mid to long irons into 15. Um, Aaron Wise hit driver and a four iron short of the water on the lake. No today. way. Wow. The winds must have been in your face. Wow. I've never seen the closing stretch here play into the wind before. And it's, there's some scary that you know the golf course goes from being a birdie fest when you turn on 14 to go to the clubhouse to you know today okay I know 17 and 15 you still thinking birdie but if you played the last five holes today and one under it, it's probably a good score you know when, in that wind when we were back there in September Rob walked off the green on 15 heading up towards 16 and he goes Rick I know 16 is the famous hole it's an awesome par three. But 15 might be my favorite hole on the course. That is a phenomenal, underrated yeah. hole. Well, you guys haven't played the golf course. You'll maybe appreciate this a little more. I think the guys only made the fairway by 15 yards from their tee shots today. It was that into the waist. What? Jeez. That's wild. And I only brought up Pebble Beach to make you feel better because watching the pro-ams, the amateurs part of it, was just hysterical to see some of these guys just butchering their shots. <laughs> it's like they never played golf before, but they were on TV. I guess that's what you can do when you got a billion dollars. I, I think so, yeah. What What's really interesting about Pebble, I mean, you know, we've had the Dunhill when I used to work at St. Andrews and I guess the Amex a couple of weeks ago. What I'd never really understood was they, they said it's the most important tournament of the year, basically, for the PGA Tour, because that's when all the sponsors – show up all the guys that are paying you know tens of millions of dollars to sponsor tournaments show up and, and play in this tournament and feel like they're part of the pga tour for a week that's yeah, exactly got, right rubbing got, shoulders with them you got uh you got all the ceos of companies out there that you know are just pouring into uh pouring into the pga so yeah and that's the lifeline you know those guys keep pouring the money in like rob just said and uh these tournaments just keep getting supported and growing and it's just 
yeah, I think that's definitely, like you said, the biggest, most important tournament on the PGA Tour. Let's talk about a tournament that's not on the PGA Tour. I know we're going to do an Augusta preview in April. That is going to be spectacular. That is where the three of us first met. You and I, we've been to St. Andrews. You're now at what is going to be the most ruckus golf tournament there is. It's going to be wild. Talk to the listeners about the two ends of the spectrum. You've got the Masters on one end, the WM on the other. What's the difference? Give our fans like a feeling for what's going about about to go down this week. Well, well, I think if it's okay with you guys, I think it would only be fitting that we're going to do a podcast. Obviously, Masters Week all together in the same place. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think we need to do a combined pod at sixteen together at Scottsdale next year. Hundred percent. Lock it in. Let's make Lock it happen. It now let's I think- get. We got to know enough people to get us to do a podcast on the tee box on 16 together on like, you know, one of the events. You know, we'll reach we got- out to Jim Nance. We'll see what we can do on CBS. I'm sure they won't be having a problem with us slotting in in the afternoon on Saturday. Exactly. No, be fine. We'll, 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 we'll come in on Sunday right before, uh, right before the Super Bowl so they can jet out early. We'll take care of the back half of Sunday. So they'll, they'll really enjoy that. Sweeney, at this They're- point, I'm, I'm under the impression you work for the Golf Channel because I hear your name every other paragraph. I mean, Brandel Shamley can't stop talking about you. I'm just trying to get some... <laughs> I'm just trying to get some work done at home, and it's like Sweeney this, Sweeney that. Sweeney. It's Hold like on. this got, guy's a godfather over here. I, fe- I got a quote from Colin over here. I felt like <laughs> Stephen was kind of that perfect mix where I needed to understand technical from the very start. So <laughs> <laughs> Now, Colin's had a great career, and you've had worked with so many great guys. How did you and Colin hook up? Like, Tell us the story on that. It's 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 a really weird one. Colin and I, you know, I've been on the greens for for years, and we never spoke. We never even said hello to each other. Um, funny enough, uh, I don't, he'll probably hate me telling this, but he wasn't my client at the time. Um, I didn't even get to meet him at the Ryder Cup in Whistling Straits because he he didn't make it to the after party on Sunday night. <laughs> 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 yeah, those guys. So, you guys were having a good time out there. Yeah. We we uh, swallowed our pride. We went and said congrats to the Americans in their team room. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody knows their their party sucked, and they all ended up in the European team room, um, <laughs> as it as it always should be. <laughs> as, yeah, we were we we got hammered. We we got hammered on the course, and then we got hammered with the Americans <laughs> off the course. <laughs> Xander, who's, you know, I would consider an actual, you know, an actual friend of mine out on, out on the tour. Um, he, we had, we had a couple of Guinness together and stuff, but so Colin didn't make it to the party that night. I think he'd maybe had a, maybe he'd been overserved. Let's put it that way. Right? <laughs> but, um, so the, the, I was watching, I was watching a Michigan football game and it was the, the weekend, the Saturday night before um, before Mayakoba, and his agent called to text me, um, who's Aaron Wise's agent, and he said, what are you up to? I said, I'm by myself, home alone, watching football game. He goes, Colin's going to reach out to you. I was like, oh, wow, okay. And 30 minutes later, Colin text, 
and I text him back. And the next morning we had a we had a really great phone call, and um, we went to my we met my Cobra a day after that, and we we got to work, and he's been incredible to work with, just That's- incredible. I mean, people. I I have tried, you know, I, I ended up having to put up a post on Instagram about it because, you know, a couple of journalists had broken some stuff that he was working with a putting coach. And I, I tried to like kind of keep it under wraps. But um you know, then he came out and obviously started talking about everything at, at um Hawaii um in front of microphones and stuff. But it's I've just I've just been there to kind of give him the information that he asks for and give him kind of my view on things. But I mean, I think I've, in all honesty, everyone's talking way too much about me and not enough about the work that he's done and and really how intelligent and smart the guy is when you give him the right information. And you said, said right. You said right information. So like, can you explain that to like the novice golfer? Like what, what exactly does that mean? So I, I'll give you a little explanation. Like I spoke at the the golf summit at the PGA show a couple of weeks ago, and everyone obviously wanted to talk about Colin because it's current news in the golf world, and everyone's asking like they're trying to find the secret stuff that I've given Colin that you know no one else knows about, <laughs> and I've never seen so many people leave a conference so disappointed because all it was was me talking about like good basics like. All right, let's like make sure we have the same pre-shot routine when you walk into the ball. Let's make sure your shoulders are square. Let's make sure you're aiming the putter where you want to hit it. Let's make sure your ball position stays consistent. Um, like it was, yeah. it was all basics. <laughs> and I think they were, lo- said, they were looking for the silver bullet. <laughs> oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're like, Stephen's going to come in here and give us some magic thing that no one's ever heard of in putting instruction (laughs) we're all gonna like run off home because we paid me at this teaching conference and they were all just like really that 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 was it like back to the basics it sounds like that article that i quoted with colin uh it, it said that like you know he just had to unlearn all of the things that he was doing from like the start that led to you know uh poor results putting and like just kind of unlearn like the stuff right I think his his coach Rick, who's incredible. Obviously, he's had Collins since he's been, I think, five or six years old. Maybe he's had the same wow. coach. Wow. Um, him and Caddy JJ, they've they've been kind of helping him with his putting over the years, and they kind of understanding what they've worked on in the past. They were always kind of almost there, like they were touching on the right things, and then they would kind of like go in a different direction and they would get something that worked for two weeks and then it would stop working and then they'd try something else. And they were always on a, I think they were always on a pretty good path. Um, JJ was a really good golfer himself, won NCAA titles and stuff. So wow. um, I just kind of came in and tried to clean up the information. Um, Collins, Collins, wired a little differently um i think he's really similar in ways to rory where he's very good at verbalizing his thoughts and his feels and 
every question he asks is really like well thought out. It's intelligent. It's very intellectual back and forth with him. Um, so he's, he's a really interesting guy to work with and it's just been fun watching him improve and work. And, you know, he's, he's done all the work. I've, I've just been there as sort of get, you know, trying to help him help in hand kind of thing. It's awesome. Sweeney, you're the man, dude. We love having you on this podcast because you give us the inside scoop. You tell all our listeners the juicy stuff. They love hearing it all. I love hearing it all. We could do this thing for hours, man. You are the man. And by the by the nah. way, the novice the novice golfer comment was was for me. So uh. <laughs> Rob was Rob was jotting everything down, and he's going to listen. See my to this. hands. I was just like, all right, shoulders square. Okay. <laughs> No, you, guys, you guys have got a front row seat to me doing my thing at, at the Masters. And, and I mean, you were obviously, where was that? Wilmington at Delaware at the BMWs last yeah. time we, you were right there. So, you know, I don't think if you, if you watch, if you watch me teach, it's, it's mostly good basics. It's, it's logical stuff. Like I always, I always like to say two things like fix the problem and don't do dumb shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on these days with your facility down in florida so uh a lot to be honest so we've got uh my entire instruction team are flying out to carlsbad on wednesday night and um we just we've got the the studio in west palm and november since i last spoke to you guys i opened a new a new putting facility in korea in seoul and then Two weeks ago, uh, just opened one in Orlando at the Ledbetter World Headquarters and Reunion. So That's we're awesome. kind of training instructors and kind of the the methods and stuff that I that I use and all the technology that I use. With I can't wait to get you guys down because you'll have a blast. We're oh, gonna yeah. be down. We're gonna ha- spend time with you, and you're gonna have Rob shooting close to par. That well, I think close to par, maybe may under. Uh, under, under, okay, all right, cool, great. I'll, I'll take either, man. Like we break, we break ninety, we break eighty. That's fine. I was telling, uh, I think I was telling Sweeney because we saw each other in Wilmington, and I played Pine Valley, and I was sharing how bad I played at Pine Valley. And the first tee, the first tee box, my buddy Bill just goes. He just goes, all right, man, just breathe, just relax. It's going to be okay. And I just totally shank it into the woods. And he's like, hey, we'll take another shot. And then I just put it like right like right through the sand onto the fairway. And he goes, okay, going to be one of those days. <laughs> Rob, everybody plays bad at Pine Valley. That's why it's number one. <laughs> yeah. You know what the weird thing? Have you played Pine Valley? I personally have not played Pine Valley. We've gone for the Crump Cup. We've walked the course. I'm familiar with it. But only Rob was the one who got the lucky invite. I'm in Dallas, Texas, so I can't just hop on a plane like that. So we we do, like, we've all been on property, thankfully. And, you know, Rob and I have been lucky enough to play it. <clears throat> they talk about the first hole being a gentle opener. Like, BS. Get the <laughs> that hell out that of green, here. That green just falls dude, off. Dude, the green on the plateau, I, like, I hit it and it went like to the right of the green and then just flew down the plateau. I go, get the hell out of here. I mean, literally we could do, we could do a podcast just on Pine Valley. Cause I'm literally, every time I go to the place, it's, it's like, 
I find more spots that I really am afraid to hit the golf ball. So <laughs> all I'm thinking about is don't hit it in the shit over there or yeah. there. <laughs> what I love about it and the description of the place is that, you know, you think about all these courses, like you're at the Waste Management this week, uh, TPC Scottsdale. Their 16th hole is the signature hole. Uh, Augusta, Amen Corner, signature hole. And what they say about Pine Valley for all the listeners out there is that you could take any one of their holes and it would be a signature hole on any course. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And you know, what's, what's really cool. I hope this story is okay to share. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Do, do whatever so, you want. <laughs> buddy, the so buddy Marucci famed Walker cup captain, um, you know, won the Walker cup, I think with the best American team ever assembled at Royal County Dine while I was the assistant pro there. Um, I think only one of his team did not go on to win a tour title uh, on the PGA Tour. And I had dinner with him a few weeks ago, and he's a member of Pine Valley, and a stat came up. He has eagled 17 of 18 holes of Pine Valley. Get out no. of here. 17 holes he's eagled. So that means he's had a couple aces. His only, his only hole he hasn't eagled is the 14th, the par three down the hill over the water. Yeah. Ooh, Beautiful yeah. hole. Beautiful. Yeah. He had, he's had an eagle. So he's hooped his second shot on every par four. He's eagled both the par fives. Stop. He's had three hole-in-ones. And Stop. that's just, he's, he's eagled some of them multiple times, but he's eagled every hole except 14. I'm just going to go under the impression and think that he's like playing that 24 seven. That's the only way he, somebody could do that. I mean, I don't yeah. even think he's from the Philly area. I think Marion's his home club. He only goes there sometimes. That's outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> and that ain't bad. Marion and Pine Valley as your uh, one, two punch right there. Steven, yeah. we'd be remiss if we didn't get some predictions out of you this week with the WM, and you can be a homer all day. All day, we pick Sweeney guys all day when we're picking who we think are going to win tournaments. And Who's coming in hot right now? What do you What do you like? Who do you think is going to play this course well? Um, honestly, I, I just I saw Rory this evening. Um, he came in from Dubai, obviously. Um, had a week off. Spent spent some time at home. Um, honestly, this place, it's, it's set up for him. I mean, I, I saw where he hit some of his three woods today out over corners where guys are, you know, heading to the corner with three wood. Um, it's probably an easy pick. John Ram was on the putting green with us today in the best mood I've ever seen John Ram. So he's, you know, he'd obviously be up there and, and Xander, you know, I always have like a soft spot in my heart for Xander anyway. Um, but I think his record here is he's been in the final group or the last group, second last group on Sunday every time he's played here nearly. Mm. Um, I'm not hearing I'm not hearing the repeat defending champ out here. You don't think uh, Scotty's gonna do two in a row back to back? I I I don't I don't mm. I, I mean I haven't seen much of Scotty recently. Uh, Nobody has. <laughs> no. And I, I don't know what's really up with him. Um, I don't know what's, you know, if he's just, you know, obviously he's had an incredible year and it's it's difficult to follow that up. 
Um, but I feel like the guys that I worked with today, um, you know, Aaron Wise just shot, I think, nine under last week at medalist. Wow. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, we did sign this new, like, this agreement with the PGA Tour for betting purposes, so I'm not really sure how much <laughs> I have to give you. <laughs> we, we totally understand. We are not going to give it out. The demise of the Sweeney Putting <laughs> Academy. But um, but I, I just I just think like you know, I I, I do I, I think statistically, if you build a golf course for for Rory on the PGA Tour, it's hard not not think it would be this one. But you guys, you know, you've been here, you've played it. Um, it's a little bit. This is probably difficult to understand. It's a little bit like Augusta in certain ways. You've got to have the mentality to understand what's coming on the back nine on Sunday. You know, in very different ways. You've got Augusta is the history and there's every every shot is fraught with danger coming in the back nine. And you know that somebody's probably going to shoot 31 or 32 or even 30. And here it's you might get a big lead or you might be in the mix, but you have to be willing to deal with the fact that you might not be the fan favorite on Sunday and you're battling the golf course where you know you should shoot 32, 31 on the back, but you're also dealing with the fans who might like have an affinity for the guy you're playing with because they want him to beat you. So it's, it's hard to pick. I think it's hard to pick a winner here more so than almost anywhere. Yeah, you know what? Listen, all the guys that you named, phenomenal golfers, even better dudes, and uh, we'll be pulling for anybody that's repping the Sweeney putty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd, it'd be nice. I, I, a couple of them are overdue for sure, so it'd be nice to get a get a W on the West Coast here before we head hey, back East. Hey, and I, I don't know. I don't know anything about the financials. I'm not asking about the financials, Sweeney, so but that $20 million purse doesn't look too bad, so... Uh. <laughs> I think we are playing for so my next week off is the week after the players. Okay. And I think someone said we're gonna play for almost a hundred million in five weeks. Yeah, they up yeah. their game and they up their game because of live golf. It's twenty twenty three, so talking golf would not be talking golf without live. And how are you managing it? You've got a couple guys that are over there. You're bouncing back and forth. Is that still the case? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm working with my guys who play over there, um, you know, on the days when I come back from the PGA tour event. So I'll generally be home Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'll work with those guys two or three days when I'm home. And then uh, their first event is scheduled Mayakoba the week of Honda. So, I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at Honda, and then I'll do Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Mayakoba. Um, Honda's great. That's right in your back door, so that's perfect. That's 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 an easy one that that week. It'll get a little trickier later in the year, but um, I'm fortunate that all my PGA Tour guys are playing the, uh, I, I want to say elevated events, but I think they've got a new name for them now, whatever the, the, the name is. Yeah. But um, so they don't clash with the, the live tour schedule, you know, so good, good. It's just going to be, yeah, it's going to be a busy year. Um, obviously, I'm interested 
interested to see them all get, all get together in the first full week of April when we'll all be together. My oh, goodness, man. that be, is going to be, be a reunion. <laughs> it would be cool to be a fly on the wall of the uh, champions dinner, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, I'm interested God. to know where Scotty's going to sit, everybody. Are, are those guys going to be off in a corner somewhere? Are they all going to sit at the same table? So Danny Lillard told me recently that apparently everybody just sits in the same seat every year. So, you know, you walk in the room and, you know, like, oh, Tom Watson sits there and Jack Nicholas sits there and I sit here and Tiger sits there. So I guess, I don't know, is it going to be some musical chairs this year where, like, they put all the live guys in the corner? and We could put Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy right next to each other, but I just don't want anybody to get hit with a T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's going to be epic. And this podcast has been well, epic. Well, hold, hold on. Hold on a couple of things here. A fly on the wall is great, but, you know, Rick and I, we haven't got our assignments yet, but fingers crossed we'll be security guards on the putting green. I've been lifting some weights, you know, doing some calisthenics, you know, doing a lot of stuff. I have to break up a fight. I have to break up a fight. So, you know, <laughs> um, uh, what what do you guys think? What do you guys think Vegas would give on on those two guys Saturday night in a ring? You know who's come? Who's the favorite going into the fight? Oof! I mean, I think Reed's probably got a, maybe a little bit more strength, but I think uh, Rory's just got more dog. You know, he's probably just you know he's the people's champ right now. It's hard to go against him. I I probably yeah. go Rory. I go Rory. Yeah, there's. I mean, Patrick's probably got. I don't know what he – they probably exactly. have some reach. Patrick's got a few pines for sure. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm leaning towards uh, Reed on that category, but you can't go against Rory McIlroy in anything. No, probably not. I mean, R- Rory by the 12th grind is going to be a lot better shape than Reed by the 12th grind. Oh, he's going to be dancing. That. He's going to be dancing all day in the ring, baby. <laughs> All right, we now, do have a big game coming up on Sunday, Rob. I no, want to know this guy is an Eagles. Hold I on, mean, before, his whole family. Before we do this, before we do this, Sweeney, do you know the story of how Rick and I like? Do you know the the Super Bowl media day story about us at all? Like, do you know how our podcast started and like all that? If you don't, it's okay. I'm just curious. I I did. I did know this story about how you guys snuck in basically to the media day. That's yes. exactly right. And I interviewed Tom Brady. Rob was with Russell Wilson and Bill Belichick. And um, it was just a hilarious, wild day in the city that you're in right now. So if you can replicate something like that this week, go for it. This is the week to do it. It's amazing. You, you pair confidence with a suit and lanyard and you're good. You can get in anywhere. It's incre- It really is incredible. <laughs> it's it's incredible. So, I mean, I'm going to go you guys want you guys I know you guys want me to say Eagles, which I think oh. the Eagles do win on Sunday. I really do. Um don't worry, your whole family will listen to this podcast, so it's fine if you don't say Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not like they're all going to hate me if I say say Kansas. I mean, you already cost them one family trip. What's another? <laughs> You know what? I think I think Mahomes having two weeks to recover. Kansas are going to be a lot more dangerous than people probably give them credit for. Um, but man, that that the entire Eagles operation right now just looks like a well-oiled machine, and it'll it'll be interesting. I, I don't. I, 
I see it being like a three-point probably difference at the end. It'll come down to... Give us a score. One. Throw a score out there. I'll go... I'll go 24-21, Eagles. Wow. All right. Wow, hot take right there. And Sweeney, if I heard you correctly at the beginning of this podcast, you are foregoing a ticket to the game to tee it up. Was it in Los Angeles? Is that correct? I knew you were going to throw me under the bus on this, yeah. Unbelievable. And what time is that tee time on Sunday, just so I can think about you while I'm watching the game? Uh, I think the tee time's at one thirty in the afternoon. And that's Pacific time, so okay. That'll right. be 2.30 local time here. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And what what do you do if Colin, you know, he's got a chance to win it, and he says, hey, Steve, I want you to kind of be here with me on the last day. I mean, this is a big deal. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Would you stick around, or would you go to L.A.? Uh, I'm going to – Jesus, right. Rick, freaking hard-hitting questions over here on a fun, lighthearted <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm on here with like Piers Morgan or something, right? <laughs> making up scenarios over here. Sweetie, you better like, play these the guys. round of your life. That's all I'm going to say, sweetie. You better play the round of your life. You know what? Once the gun goes off, I I love just letting the guys go because they're you know they they if they're in contention on Sunday, it means that they're already doing the things I want them to do. So I'm still I'm still going to go tee it up and. Uh, hopefully be done in time to see see an Eagles win. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Steven, we can't thank you enough for coming on and congratulations with all your success, both in 2022, the stuff you've already done this year. It's going to be an incredible year and we can't wait to see you in Augusta in a couple months. I uh, I can't wait. I don't want to spoil the surprise for all your listeners, but uh, we're, we're going to do something really, really cool. Masters week. Uh, I've got even something really cool planned that you guys are going to lose your, Lose your shit over. Oh so my gosh, come on. It'll be Dude. a fun time. Oh my That's gosh. That's awesome. Man. You're the man, Sweeney. It. You're the man. Good luck Sweeney. this week. Good luck this hey, week. Good luck with this podcast. I hope I don't uh, tank your successful uh, successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> keeping it afloat, brother. <laughs> see you, Sweeney. Right. Sweeney, see you later, buddy. Take care, guys. Thanks Bye. for having me on.